So many corrupt peacekeepers and talking pigs, I thought we were watching cops. We watched Seven Deadly Sins, and we're here to answer the question, was it a kawaii disappointment? Hello everyone and welcome back to Quiet Disappointment, your weekly journey through the worlds of anime. With you as always is me, your host producer at Weave of All Trades and Fairy King, whose positive big ugly fat guys are the peak of respectability, the stag sin of gluttony, PJ. And me, cat sin of sloth, Skylar. And joining us today as always is our dear friend and newest member of the sins, who's maybe too proud of the prediction they came up with this time, the tiger sin of pride, Lauren. That's me. If asked, I can probably name most of the sins without referring to google all right go for it right now shoot oh my god okay so pride wrath gluttony sloth envy of course you would forget that one of course you would forget (laughs) it doesn't apply to you oh yeah 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 lust and there's one more isn't there god See, no, I need Google for this. I didn't keep well enough track of what you said <laughs> to, re- to remember which ones you forgot. But regardless of whatever sins you may have forgotten, today you're going <laughs> to learn about quite a few of them as we are kicking off Fantasy Month with the Seven Deadly Sins. Yay! All right, Lauren, that name, pretty descriptive, but it can go a lot of different ways. So tell mm-hmm. me, what do you think this anime is going to be about? I think that this is going to be about the seven deadly sins, but they're humanized. So they're going to be in human form out there in the world. I don't think they're doing necessarily like they're out to do sinful things. I think this is going to be more of a like slice of life. They're just living their lives and uh, kind of wherever they are, their their sin follows them. <laughs> So, you know. Now, is it more comedic? I took it as more lighthearted initially. That I was like, that would be a fun twist because, you know, Seven Deadly Sins is pretty um, dark. Intense. Yeah, very intense. That's a good word for it. But I was like, wouldn't it be fun if this was like a high fantasy, just a fun comedic romp, but it's with the Seven Deadly Sins? Okay, so more lighthearted, more comedic. So we have like, I don't know, like, do you imagine scenarios where like, wrath is just like going about doing their daily business and people just get mad at them or around them around them kind of like in good omens when you had the four horsemen and wherever they were the people around them grew like angry or they became really like they were eating a lot because of uh, famine okay so then obviously then i'm assuming while lust is around people are just like going to town on each other all that jazz yeah 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 you know coveting their brother's wife and that sort of thing who doesn't love coveting their brother's wife number one that's that's it that's the that's the peak (laughs) (laughs) well tell me once you saw the poster tell me what did you think this anime was going to be about it does seem more lighthearted. i was like oh okay but it changed slightly to where i think this is an adventuring party who are hunting the seven deadly sins this little blonde boy and they're all boys and girls for me i'm sorry they're not all children in my mind i just call them boys and girls <laughs> she just emphasizes yeah, i them. hope you understand how confusing <laughs> that is do you want me to start calling them like a man and a woman is that gonna be better call them a man and a woman if they're a man and a woman and a boy or a girl if they're a boy and a girl if they're kids okay yeah i can uh I'll make that mental shift. So then this blonde man. (laughs) Did I come too hard for that? I'm sorry. Uh, This blonde man is our reluctant hero. I said that he's just a farm boy and he aspires to greater adventures. He is the only one who can use this magic sword that is hooked onto his back. He's looking to defeat the seven deadly sins with his little little pet pig from his farm. Okay. Yeah. The silver-haired woman, I said, is his best friend from his little farm town. Um, his Samwise Gamgee, if you will, his like loyal best friend who goes with him on this major epic quest. I said that she's very enthusiastic. She does have Sean Astin vibes. She does. Yeah, no, I think Sean Astin could accurately portray her. <laughs> yeah, I would if I had to cast the Seven Deadly Sins live action movie tomorrow. Sean, Astin. I would cast Sean Astin as this silver-haired woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and honestly, oh, is that Netflix is knocking at my door telling me I should be the casting director for all their future live-action anime projects. Oh my god, congratulations. That's a really big promotion. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, it's the right choice. (laughs) Sean Astin just has such, like, a kindness found in his face. He does. He's so, like, wholesome. 
you know? Ugh. Mm-hmm. Classic. So yes, that is her vibe. And then this pink-haired knight that's in the background. I said that he is like the main hero of the land. There's tons of like ballads and all these legends about this man and all of his heroic deeds. And he is the hero that our blonde-haired man aspires to be. I don't know if they necessarily run into each other while hunting the seven deadly sins, but that's who this blonde man tries to fight as, and he like patterns his fight moves and his his tracking skills off of the stories he's heard about this pink-haired knight. Now, if we were telling the story full through, mm. 100%, you know that this guy has to be the villain at the end of the story, who's been like controlling the seven deadly sit. Right. Yeah, no, I think there's, uh, if we do end up meeting him, it'll be one of those big betrayal moments where it's like, I idolized you my whole life. And the knight's like, you shouldn't have, you know, and then they just fight. <laughs> you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> you done did wrong. <laughs> yeah, I should have left you on the side of the road. Well, you did it. But you didn't. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, yes. Perfect. (laughs) I love that story. I think this would be a very great way to kick off Fantasy Month with this, uh, you know, little adventuring party starting from humble beginnings to fight major monolithic evil. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's I mean, that's how almost all the best fantasy stories start. Exactly. Yeah. This is your classic hero's journey and your big bads are the seven deadly sins. And maybe this pink haired knight, man. Maybe. Maybe. We'll just have to see. After we watch episodes one and two of the seven deadly sins with Lauren. So we'll be right back. Stay tuned. All right, we're back. We watched episodes one and two of The Seven Deadly Sins. Lauren, tell me, what did you think? So basically everything that I thought was turned on its head, and I was surprised again and again, and I love stories that keep me on my toes and keep surprising me, so I really liked this one. Yeah, I mean, it definitely, I mean, obviously, it sounds so trite when you just say it out loud, Mm -hmm. but there is something very uh, subversive about being like, oh, the seven deadly sins? Not the bad guys. (laughs) Actually, the heroes. I was like, ooh, I like this twist. I like where this is going. Hell yeah. Yeah. And obviously it helps that they're not actually like personifications of the sins, but like that's just their night order, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, but yeah, I think there's a lot. This is clearly very establishing episodes, like not a ton happens here, but it it introduces you to the world. Exactly. You got a world build, especially in fantasy. It's so important. Fantasy's all world building mm-hmm. and let's talk about the world that has been built here by going through some housekeeping so the seven deadly sins is based on the manga by nakaba suzuki that ran in kadansha's weekly shonen magazine from october 2012 to march 2020 for 41 total volumes there are also five spin-off manga mayoe seven deadly sins academy that parodies the cast as high school students <laughs> seven deadly sins production that parodies the cast as actors on a live action television show oh my god yes <laughs> king's road to manga that depicts the character King as an aspiring manga artist. Seven Days, which is one of two serious spinoffs, that follows Bon and Elaine's romance, and Vampires of Edinburgh, that follows the Sins fighting off a vampire infestation in a neighboring kingdom. The anime was directed by Tensai Okumura and was produced by A1 Pictures for JNN. It ran from October 2014 to June 2021 for five seasons, totaling 100 episodes and three OVAs, with the final two seasons moving to TV Tokyo with a different creative team. In addition to all of this, there are four light novels, two anime films, Prisoners of the Sky, which released in 2018, and Cursed by Light, that released in 2021, a spin-off anime titled Grudge of Edinburgh, that is set to release later this year, four video games, and two stage plays, so the second never made it past production due to the pandemic. With that, let's jump into episode one and two real quickly. The seemingly youthful owner of the Boar Hat Tavern and his talking pig Hawk encounter a rust-covered knight that drives away their customers, who assume the figure to be one of the seven deadly sins. The knight is revealed to be a young woman named Elizabeth who is seeking the seven deadly sins, the strongest of the Leones Kingdom's holy knight orders that have been branded as wanted criminals for supposedly betraying the kingdom ten years before. The tavern owner helps Elizabeth evade the Holy Knight unit and learns that the Holy Knight staged a coup d'etat and took control of Leonis. The unit's leader, Twigo, confirms Elizabeth to be Leonis's third princess, while the tavern owner introduces himself as Meliodas, the deadly sin's captain and bearer of the Sin of Wrath. Meliodas quickly defeats Twigo before he and Elizabeth escape on Hawk's mother. Meliodas agrees to help Elizabeth since he is looking for the other's deadly sins, 
giving her a new outfit to work as a tavern maid for their travels. The group soon sets shop in a village which is famous for its ale, learning that a holy knight planted his sword to magically cut off the water supply in response to a boy named Mead, taking offense to the knight's disrespect of the villagers. Despite the villagers' futile efforts, Meliodas easily removes the sword as only a holy knight can and is hailed as a hero to the villagers celebrating in the boar's hat. At Fort Sogales, holy knights inform their leader Gilthunder of his sword's removal. Gilthunder throws a spear imbued with his power to determine if it was Meliodas receiving his confirmation when Meliodas senses the spear and redirects it at the fortress, nearly destroying it and only shortly missing Gilthunder's head. Meliodas decides to leave and head towards the Forest of White Dreams, assuming one of his comrades is hiding there. And that's episodes one and two of Seven Deadly Sins. When we were watching the episodes this morning, I was laughing to myself because I made a very, very stupid joke. Mm-hmm. And it was the part where the tavern got up and it was moving on the back of Hawk's mother. Did you equate it to Hal's moving castle? I literally said <laughs> Hog's moving castle. <laughs> <laughs> stupid. I wrote that in my notes. I was like, oh my God, a traveling tavern. That's very Hal's moving castle. <laughs> I literally was like, I just made a dumb joke. I need to find my phone so I can write it down. Hogs Moving Tavern. Your joke was funnier than my just like, oh, haha, that's like Howl's Movie Castle. So well done, Skylar. (laughs) (laughs) This is the part I zip out. No. Wow, I had a lot of fun watching this. This is a good time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it. I love the classic starting in a tavern that's very fantasy, right? Setting up the world. A classic. Classic. You always classic. have to have a tavern. I think that's in fantasy law. And then, you know, you just slowly build from there where the knight appears. It's actually the princess. More knights come. It was just, it was beautifully built up. And the reveal of him being a seven deadly sin felt earned, even though it happened very quickly. Right. Yeah. And obviously, I think like it allows for, you know, obviously it's setting up the world. Like it would honestly feel like weird if Meliodas was also nothing. Mm-hmm. Like if it was now Meliodas and Elizabeth going out to find the seven deadly sins because this wouldn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. What I love about the show. So I've seen most all of this show. Okay. Fans know why most and not all. <laughs> if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Mm. But that's neither here nor there. This, especially season one, at least the first half of season one, falls into one of my favorite adventure genre tropes, which is getting the band back together. We're getting the band back together. <laughs> I heard that audio in my head too, so thank you. But yeah, I mean, they're they're on this journey to gather up all of these powerful forces again. So that they could save the city with the concert at the end. Oh, right. (laughs) Right. I mean, yes, ostensibly. There's got to be a bard somewhere in this, right? (laughs) You know what? No, I mean, this group is pretty much just fighters and, and casters. Right. I mean, that's also cool. But wouldn't it be cool if there was a bard? There's no room for a bard in this campaign. There's always room. There's too many demons. Too too many demons. (laughs) Wow, this coming from the man who plays bard all the time in Dungeons and Dragons. A, I've literally only played one bard in the entire time I've ever been I was going to say, I thought you only had one bard. He has, but he's brought him back several times. I've played him in literally... One campaign and one one shot. Yeah, and it was very memorable. He's still your favorite character, and you're a bard in real life. But Miss over here saying like, "Oh, Every you play bard you the all chance. the time," which is simply not true. I, I am a very varied D and D player. <laughs> I like that. Very varied. That was good. Okay, I correct my statement. You don't always play bards, but you love bards. Well, yes, because bard is the best class. And it's usually a comedic role. But PJ's also very good at coming up with songs very quickly. I feel, yeah. Yeah. The Witcher has a bard. And he's funny as fuck. I love Jaskier. Yeah, I tend to love bard characters. Jaskier mm-hmm. in The Witcher. I love Scanlan in Vox Machina. Good mm. stuff all around. Bards are good. Bards are a good time. But not here. There's no bards here. No bards to be seen. But you know what I will say? High, high fantasy rarely has bards. True. Mm, that's very you know, true. Like, look at, like, there's no bard in Lord of the Rings. No. No, there's not. But the hobbits, I feel, kind of fill in that yeah. that void. This is an anime people would always tell me, like, oh, you have to watch this. I think you'll really like it. And, like, I was like, yes, definitely. I agree with you. I hear what you're saying. Completely agree. Mm-hmm. I'm just not ready to do that. And then, like, of course, we're watching it. And I was just like, man, I don't want to stop watching this. 
Let's just keep going. Yeah, it was really good. And even though each episode was very complete in its own little story, like there wasn't a cliffhanger necessarily, there's so much more to be explored and so much like dangled in front of you that you want to keep watching it and you want to see the band get back together and what's going to happen against the Holy Knights and like the coup. Yeah. Princess Elizabeth is definitely the Haley Joel Osment of the Country Bears movie. Oh my God. 100%. (laughs) What a flex. Almost all getting the band back together tropes have the catalyst, which is the biggest fan. Mm -hmm. It's true. And she's like an interesting play on the biggest fan, right? Because she is like, I am a little scared of the seven deadly sins, but like. Who else could help me? But yeah, no, this is the Haley Joel Osment bear from the Country Bears movie. <laughs> oh my God. I, <laughs> and then I you haven't got thought my of that boy. movie in years. Your boy? My boy, Bryce Pappenbrook. <laughs> is that oh my, my boy, God. Bryce? Yes, it is. <laughs> Voicing Meliodas. There he is. That's the main way to get me to go watch that thing. Main is character? If he, if he voices it. Yeah. He did a good job. God, anytime he was fucking groping uh, Elizabeth, I not was Sarah. so uncomfortable. I was like, Meliodas, why? This is this is not necessary. Shonen protagonists are either basically asexual, where like the thing that they're into is just basically fighting. Mm-hmm. Like you have like your Luffy and friendship, your Goku's, and then you have the other end of the spectrum, which is just complete pervy lech. Yeah, yeah. And Meliodas definitely falls on the other end of the, the spectrum. Yeah, he is the lech for sure. Those two times, because there were two times where he did it a lot where he was groping her i was like this is uncomfortable you're so cool like you're such a super powered cool guy you don't why are you doing this but you know what it's also like not for nothing like a kind of a trope of fantasy Mm. is just uh fantasy is a horny genre yeah 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 fantasy tends to be very horny i there you go skylar said it we were all thinking it skylar said it I was going to say, and it kind of like goes back to one of our bonus episodes where just like a lot of times sexual harassment is played for comedy and it's not great. It needs to like change, but like that's still very a deep rooted thing. Yeah. I mean, the very first time when he was caught groping her, he was like, oh, uh, your your heart's fine. He's not even like, oh, your heart's fine. He's like, eh, your heart's fine. Like he doesn't care. That's true. Yeah. He clearly doesn't care. It was Hawk who was like, oh my God. Yeah. And yeah. he was like, eh, your heart's fine. Like, it wasn't like, oh no, you caught me. Like, she was awake and sitting up and he was still squeezing her boobs. It's <laughs> it's very uh, Moroku from Inuyasha. It is very Moroku from Inuyasha. <laughs> very unapologetic. Just, yep, this is who I am. This is part of my personality. Can I say, though, I do like the moment um, when he switches her into her tavern maid outfit. <laughs> And it's almost played up like, oh, wow, he's put her in the skimpy outfit. But the tavern maid outfit is honestly less revealing than the outfit she had on before that. Yeah, underneath all of that armor, I was like, like, wow. Her, like, bodycon leotard. Like, she was like, oh, this? And I'm like, this is covering more of you. (laughs) I can see less of your body when you're wearing the tavern outfit. (laughs) But even then, he's like, oh, just doing a size check. (laughs) Oh my god. But each time Hawk justifiably calls him out. Every single time. I mean, even when she had the the uniform on, Hawk was like, wow, this really plays into every single one of your fantasies, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for Hawk. Oh, uh, she's so cool. Also, Hawk is a male boar. Okay. Really? Oh, that was my mistake. I assumed female. Wow. I know. Assumptions make. I mean, I also thought that Shippo was a girl when I first saw him. So That's true. So, like, a lot of, uh, like, really cute voices, like, for characters, a lot of times played by, like, or... A female. Or, yeah, they're usually played by female, and they're usually playing, like, young children mm-hmm. or, like, just cute characters. It's true. My apologies, Hawk. I didn't realize, but I will, from now on, give you your male pronouns. <laughs> now, Hawk's mother... A is girl. a woman. Yes. Hawks moving castle. Hawks. <laughs> Hawks moving castle. Hawks moving tavern. I love how his food is is awful. awful. Canonically just <laughs> I do awful. love that it's awful, but he is so good at presentation. Yeah. But the food looks delicious. Yeah. Yes. It absolutely does. It's like a, a mean little April Fool's joke, or it's like a mean little practical joke on people <laughs> at this point. Oh my god. It was so funny. 
obviously Elizabeth is a terrible waitress. Kind of like Rachel in Friends, right? Where she could only get a job as a waitress and was just so bad at it. Luckily, the person she worked for was in love with her. Hmm. Oh, good. Meliodas. Meliodas. Oh my God, is Seven Deadly Sins just Friends? (laughs) Specifically Central Perk. Central Perk is the, what's the name of Meliodas' tavern? Hogs Moving Castle. No. It is the hog's hat. The hog's hat. Oh, because hog's mom is wearing it kind of like a hat. That's you know, actually there is cute. this theory that the... I mean, this happens with any show with multiple characters. Don't get me wrong. But there is this theory that the seven that the friends each are a seven deadly sin. I've oh, seen yeah. that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you have Chandler Sloth. Mm-hmm. You have Joey as Gluttony. Mm-hmm. Ross as Wrath. Obviously. God, Ross is the worst. Lust. Phoebe's lust. Ob- yep, that makes sense. Rachel. Is she... Um, is yeah, either see, you, I thought we green? were going to go here. Uh, no, Rachel's clearly green because who? Monica's pride. No one would be pride oh, yeah, Monica. Monica That's had true. to be pride. I was... uh, and Gunther is envy. Oh, Gunther. I, I agree with all of those. And see, greed is the one that I forgot in the beginning. I know. So <laughs> clearly greed is just not in my wheelhouse. Greed is the greed best and lust. character in I can tell Alchemist. that greed and lust are not in your wheelhouse. A, lust because you're asexual, mm-hmm. but greed because like sometimes I'll just be like, oh, what if someone offered you a million dollars to do this? And you'd be like, no. And I'll be like, oh, I'd do pretty much anything for a million dollars. Yeah, I don't. I can't explain it. I don't know. Money but doesn't speak to my heart. What? You might not do that for that, but would you do it for a Klondike bar? Oh, hells yeah. Can I say, I've always hated, like, would you do it for a Klondike bar? Because it They're not made good. me believe that Klondike bars were worth doing stuff for. And then when <laughs> I finally had a Klondike bar later on in life, I was like, this is garbage. I would do absolutely nothing. I wouldn't even pay for a Klondike bar. But a million dollars for a Klondike bar. Would that's someone give me a million dollars yes. to eat a Klondike to, bar? 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. I just don't like how messy my fingers get. Yeah, who decided mm. that the whole thing should be chocolate? <laughs> that's t- that's typical in ice cream sandwiches. No, is a, chocolate a good ice cookie. cream sandwich is a cookie. Mm. Yeah, like those chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, yeah. that's a good Ugh. ice cream sandwich. Those Whereas like so a Klondike good. bar is just sh- shelled chocolate over ice cream. That's right. God, I haven't had a Klondike bar in a long time. I don't know how you guys felt about it, but um, the pink-haired knight, is it Gilfunder? Gilfunder, yeah. thank you. Um, he's a dick, and when the spear like almost hit him, I was like, fucking good riddance. Like, just get rid of no. him already. Gil, Listen. sweet little Gil. Listen. What? I what? turned no. to PJ and like with the most serious voice, I was like, there is no reason for them to animate this man this attractive. <laughs> Gilthunder he should is exceedingly not beat attractive. This hat. Oh God! Beat see, hat. see that I again. The asexual in me is just like he's so mean. <laughs> he's my new Sashoburu. <laughs> I was like, but see, Damn. I will say, and again, I don't want to like just be that guy who's like, I've seen this anime, so let me spoil everything for you. Mm. It's very, uh, it's complicated. It always is. Why yeah, do you have to go make things so, so complicated? complicated. But not like Sashoburu complicated, where it's like, ooh, no, it's like legitimately it's like it's once the resolution occurs mm. with a lot of characters in the show you're like oh i get it now i get it now okay i mean i do like an anime where you get to understand everyone in it um even if you don't agree with everything that they're doing so i respect it for even making you understand this piece of shit what? we've seen him do like too bad things. Too he, terrible things. Okay, let's be clear. A whole he town. cursed this town to a just whole town. ruin. Yes. A and then B. He was then going. I mean, he was like, "Well, maybe Meliodas is there, so let me destroy the town potentially if he isn't there." Yeah, if he's not there, the town that they just saved that I had cursed to take away their only source of livelihood, that didn't work. If Meliodas is there, he might throw the spear back. If not, the town's just going to be like wiped off the math and like, what the fuck ever. I will say what I love dick. that part where Meliodas is just like casually walking around while Elizabeth is like pouring her heart out. And he's like, maybe two inches to the left? Oh maybe my God. Two- <laughs> I, I think this is where I'll catch it. I think he here? was Yes, right here. <laughs> that was beautiful. Because she... Ugh, maybe no. they shouldn't have put their town there. What? Skylar's got Skylar's got uh simp sympathy. 
where she's uh, uh, sympathizing with the villain because she finds him hot. It's the same problem I have with Sashomaru. And Hisuka. I don't have sim sympathy for Hisuka. I know he's a terrible person. I just don't care. (laughs) See, there's a difference, I guess. Um, Yeah, no, I, I loved that moment. Because Elizabeth was being very genuine and very, like, these are all of my problems. And I'm so glad that I found you. And he's, like, just kind of half paying attention. But then just catches the spear, like, well, not like it's nothing. But, uh, yeah, that was fucking cool. When he caught it and threw it back. Ugh, the animation in this is really very beautiful. Treasure the animation for now. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Treasure. Uh, This isn't a spoiler. This is just something. If you're a Seven Deadly Sins fan listening to this, you know. And I'll tell you, Lord. It's season three, they change animation studios, and it's not as good. No, really? <laughs> it, it happens to anime sometimes. The budget gets less, time constraints get tighter. The story is still there. <laughs> oh, that's so sad, because in these first two episodes, it was so beautiful. But it's neither here nor there. Uh, that's like a bit into the show existing, you know? Like we've got- You still get two really good seasons before the art and honestly when i say there's five seasons to the show that's also kind of bs because one of the seasons is four episodes long oh and that's season two and i remember it because i was into this show hella into this show like i watched season one i blazed through it in one sitting i was like this is goaded anime and then season (laughs) two came out on netflix and i was like hell yeah and i was like all right, we got we've got some filler. That's fine. Let's get let's get through this filler before the show starts. All right, it's, it's episode four. It's over. That was the end of the season. What the fuck? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I like had this conversation with PJ, and then literally I was talking to Angie like on the phone, and she was just like, "Yeah, I was super excited about season two, but it's only like four episodes long, and it's all filler." And I was like, "Oh so, great!" Like, it's really like mm. a side. It's like it, they a call it season quest. two just because like that's how they had to put formatting up. But right. it's, it's almost more like just like hey, they were like, "Oh, it's gonna take us four years to animate season two. Here's a season two with quotation marks to hold you over." But so to that said, I only. I consider season three the actual season two and season four mm-hmm. the actual season three. That's the season where the animation starts going downhill. It's also mm-hmm. the season where it changed because it changed animation studios. It changed networks. So the network lowered their budget. It was a whole a whole to do. Poor seven deadly sins. But the, the manga still exists if you want to just look at it, look good the entire time. And then the story is still there, you know? Exactly. You get the best of both worlds, as Hannah Montana would say. So Meliodas is... Uh, and that's not necessarily the embodiment of wrath, but that's just like the mantle he's taken on. Did I understand that right? Yeah, it's just the, their night order is the seven deadlies. It's just like if like tomorrow we just decided that we were going to be a scooter gang called the seven deadlies. <laughs> I'm always down for a scooter gang. Oh, my God. I would totally be a part of a scooter gang. <laughs> Don't tempt Skylar because she would do it, Laura. I don't have, have a scooter. I don't have a scooter, so I would need to get a scooter. But that would I've be been so funny. on scooters. Like since Skylar's been school. ready. <laughs> so and then at that point, I would be like, "Oh yeah, I'm this." Like it doesn't make me that, but like that's just the name given, you know? <laughs> sure, sure. I I don't know if this is me reading into it, but. I don't know. I saw him as not a wrathful person, but maybe righteously wrathful to where he's trying to um, right the world of all the evil that's been going on, especially with the Holy Knights. I don't know. I don't know if that was me. I would say each of the sins totally fit their sit Mm. uh, as you meet them. Like they fit it for one reason or another. But that said, you kind of get the vibe that they didn't actually betray the kingdom. That was more like a setup. Right. Uh, Especially obviously considering that now there's like this whole coup d'etat thing going on. Right. I love how willing was it? His name's Twigo, right? Yes. Twigo, the fucking piece of shit. Twigo's the actual piece of shit. We need to talk about Twigo. Let's talk about Twigo. Twigo. No. Um, no, no. Here I go. So (laughs) I love how he's just like, all right, two casualties, three casualties. I'm about to make it seven fucking casualties if you guys don't agree with me. Like, God. Well, because he was. Because he was just like, I, well, it started off with him being like, oh, should have checked that those were the people. Oh, well, two casualties. And they're like, the guy, our guy is down. There's like, all right, three, whatever. I don't know. I guess another person's dead. I did God. like, um, I, I did like his thing where he was like, conclusion, like after every like thought <laughs> process. I love when characters have um, like, like a, a verbal, verbal tick. tick like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I have this D&D character. 
who anytime anyone says something that he doesn't believe or he knows is a lie, he just says, this is an inaccuracy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just little stuff like that, like, just makes me giggle. Like, just the fact that he's like, so this, 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 conclusion. Conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he absolutely is a piece of shit, and I am not rooting for him in any respect at all. But he did make me laugh a couple times. He's just he's to watch. so ridiculous. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And jacked as fuck. Konnichiwa, my fellow weebs. No big news this week. Just a big thank you, as always, for listening. If you're craving more kawaii disappointment, head on over to our Patreon after this episode to listen to all of our bonus content. Polls are now open for March's Reduced Redo, where we revisit last year's Classics Month. Later this month, we will also be releasing our dedicated March bonus episode, where this month we will be doing our first anime movie, as we have Lauren experience the digital world of Belle. So if you're excited to hear what Lauren has to say about the Beast Scars, want to say in which anime we revisit this month, or are just excited to hear any of the other bonus content we have planned to come down the pipeline or what has already been released, you can find us on Patreon by searching Kawaii Disappointment or by going to patreon.com slash kawaii desupod. A special shout out to our wonderful patrons, but a special, special shout out to our newest patron, Skullbosh, who joined at our $8 Eternal Desu patron tier, which gets you a monthly postcard designed by Skylar mailed to you along with some extra goodies. He joins a great group of patrons, all six currently super Desu patrons, our $5 tier, Nene Killua, Magical Girl Charlotte, Brad the Bard, Alex J, Rebelin and Isekai, and Jellums. You're all pretty kawaii Desu in my book. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at KawaiiDesuPod, or go to KawaiiDesuPod.com for links to those socials as well as all of our episodes. That's K-A-W-A-I-I-D-E-S-U-P-O-D.com. Spread the word about us, and if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes, rate us five stars on Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. It really does help. We will see you all again next week as we continue through Fantasy Month with Goblin Slayer. Definite content warning for that episode. Now, back to the podcast. And I mean, I kind of like even like little things like that, that the night in the order that Meliodas saves is the same night from the beginning who witnesses, like who sees like the, all the bodies quote yeah. unquote, left behind this, like this by the seven deadly sins. Yeah, that was a nice touch. Poor little guy. He's been traumatized. <laughs> he saw I, all these people dead. He's trying so hard to become a holy knight. He is. And then he was almost murdered by his boss. And his he's boss failing just terribly. Didn't care. It's been 10 Aww. years and he's still just well, in a Well, I mean, at Aww. this point, should he be a holy knight? Like, I mean, he clearly wants to be, regardless of whether he should or shouldn't. Yeah, I was going to say, like, he seems to care about people, unlike other people. Ah, so you're saying he shouldn't be a holy knight because. They are actually. He's not too good for as, it. That's what. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you He's go. He's too pure for it. I should say. He should make his own order of knights, and then they'll be branded as criminals. He can make the Swiss cheese knights because <laughs> they're holy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Because <laughs> <laughs> already they already had like a weird name, weren't they? Weren't they like the the order of the cat's claw or something dumb like that? Oh yeah. Yeah, they them. were. Okay, like, so yeah. The order of Swiss cheese isn't too far off from that. We literally, yeah, just could attribute names to anything. I also just like that uh, Meliodas's like sword doesn't is just a broken sword. It's just a hilt, but that he's like powerful enough with it that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's just able to gesture with it, and this insane power comes out of this small man. Ugh, it was so fucking. Cool. I do like that he has to keep clarifying that he is not a child. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's like hella old, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, as far as like what you know, like at the very least, he was old enough to be one of the main knights of the realm 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And doesn't look and like he, he's over And he 18. hasn't aged. Yeah. Yeah. Because the posters kept updating them, right? It was very much like a Eugene Fitzherbert moment. They're like, the wanted posters can't get me right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just can't get my nose right. <laughs> It is interesting, like, knowing what each of the sins look like and looking at those wanted posters being like, that's kind of close. That was very close. Yeah. Meliodas, not so much. Can I Meliodas also say, not. Meliodas, just a really good fantasy name. Ugh. Yes, I love fantasy it. Fantasy is fuck. Elizabeth, 
it's fine. Elizabeth, but you know, Elizabeth, you know. Classic. It's kind of old timey. I mean, there's, and also Queen Elizabeth, right? So like, it's a very regal sounding name. Gil Thunder, phenomenal fantasy name. A wonderful fantasy name. Uh, and Leonis is a great kingdom name. Kingdom name, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, there's some really good fantasy naming in this for sure. So I know his name is um, Gil Thunder, but when you first said his name, PJ, I thought you said Gilf Hunter, and I was like, what? That's my name. <laughs> <laughs> if I was not a married man, I would be the Gilf Hunter. <laughs> oh my God. You could still be. You could both mutually decide this is now our last name and change it. That is the delightful thing about getting married is you can't just change your last name to yeah. whatever you want. It's, it's essentially, you get a free name change with, you know, your marriage license. Mm. So you could change it. And obviously, like, you know, society bounds you to certain things. But, like, I sometimes do think, like, why didn't we change our name to, like, Deathbringers? <laughs> like, my name Morning is, like, Star. oh, yeah, hi, I'm PJ Deathbringer. Like, you know, <laughs> that'd be so lit. It's Deathbringer, all caps. <laughs> <laughs> You have to capitalize all the letters or you're misspelling it. Oh, did you hyphen your guys' last name? Yeah. It'd be funny if you uh, did something like, oh, my last name is all cap. <laughs> and so like, you're like, oh, uh, someone's like, oh, what's your name? You're like, oh, it's Lauren, all caps. And they're like, why? And they're like, well, it's just my name. It's just my name. This no, is a all fun caps bit is my someone could like make it something out of. <laughs> Stupid. I hate you. There's a point, Lauren, where we literally were just like, should we just make like a new name out of our last names? Technically, that's what we that did. That would have by been boring, though. It. I mean, that that's that's like still something that still at least makes sense. It's not like my name is PJ Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Like, <laughs> you know what? Though I was going through a lot of lists lately, uh, just because it was suggested to me about names that are actually illegal, and a lot of oh. those names are uh, being denied by courts. That's fucking lame. Fuck the system. Why are you holding us down? <laughs> I want to find the seven deadly sins to take down this corrupt fucking system. Well, me too, but for different reasons. Yeah, capitalism. I mean, but also, also, I will say all of the peacekeepers in this society being corrupt assholes who like belittle and like beseech people with like their power. That was some good alliteration. <laughs> and are terrible and holding the system, you know, at bay. And the few people mm. that the one, the actual good cops they ousted as killers very Mm. accurate to our current police state yeah yeah but i mean that's what good fantasy does right and it mimics society there was a talking pig and there's a million of those on the lapd i started getting twitter notifications from the irvine pd and i was like why why stop this and i literally had to go block the irvine pd i don't want to know of the, you know, things that you're propagating out here. I want to make my own decisions about how you're doing. That was something that I did love. We're going so off topic, but you know, I think we're getting close to the end here about uh, the final season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine that they Mm -hmm. were like, huh, we don't want to be copaganda anymore because like cops fucking suck. So what if, hear me out, we just kind of stopped talking about the cop stuff and talk about how shitty cop stuff is. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah, honestly, it's great how they kind of address it because it's just very like, I can be the one. I can make the difference. And it's just them getting beat down by a system because it's just like a numbers game. Mm-hmm. And like, it doesn't matter how good of a cop and how good of a person you are. There's just so many Others. other bad cops. Mm-hmm. And the system supports them. Because it's not one bad apple. The whole barrel of apples is bad. There's one good apple, maybe. Maybe. And they'll probably um, get them removed as quickly as possible. There's only one good pig, and it's Hawk. It's Hawk. Not Hawk's mom? Hawk's mom is technically not a pig. It is pig-shaped. Okay. Then, yes, I have to agree with your statement. Good for Hawk. (laughs) Good for Hawk. Good for Hawk. I hope he's happy and healthy as the... (laughs) Uh, Captain of the Order of Scraps Disposal. (laughs) (laughs) I would want that job. I don't think you would. That's fair. I feel like that's basically Eva's job whenever the apartment's actually clean and I'm cooking and I'm like, oh, well, I uh, I dropped a piece of, you know, I'm chopping up like some bell pepper and a piece falls on the ground. I'm like, Eva, come, come clean this. And she's like, <laughs> already, uh, I was The only thing over Eva here. won't eat is lettuce, right? She'll eat it if it has dressing on it. Oh, eggplant. Eva will not eat eggplant. Or oh. raw chicken. Well, that's good. Salmonella is like 
a bitch. White people have this really like uh, violent relationship with raw chicken and like people of color don't have that same thing. I don't know. I think it's all the grandparents that watch Dateline because we're all terrified of salmonella poisoning and it's just like, oh, if you even touch chicken and touch something else, it's contaminated and we're all going to fucking like melt on the inside right and i I was like and i was taught i have to clean it and then i have to bleach like literally bleach the surfaces it all touched and like (laughs) that's not actually like true like apparently you don't even have to wash your chicken no i didn't think you did but i I only wash it if it's been sitting for a little long and has gotten like the like oily residue on it Mm. that's about all the only reason i'll ever wash chicken yeah Yeah, but if it's (laughs) like just fresh chicken i just chop it up toss it in some stuff i'll like wash the cutting board with hot water but that's about it yeah Mm -hmm. a lot of white people like scrub the fuck out of their chicken before cooking it to to clean it yeah god white people are a mess but you know what isn't a mess the music of the Seven music. Deadly. The music. <laughs> so let's talk about the opening and outro for this anime. So our opening is Netsujo no Spectrum, which means Spectrum of Passion, and it is by Ikimono Gakari. <laughs> Lauren, tell me what you thought about that opening. It fucking slaps. Holy shit. (laughs) It was such a great intro. I absolutely loved this one. It was energetic, but it was also melodic. It had a little bit of everything going for it, and it was perfect. Yeah, I like the crescendo vocals at the beginning where it's like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. It's so good. I love everything about it. This is just, this is a really good shonen OP. Like, it is... Definitely considered a very top tier shonen OP, and I understand why. Yeah, I think it's one of one of the best ones I've heard. It's in my top ten. Like within the few first seconds, like it gets its hooks, and yeah, and it's so mm. good. I will mm. give like an embar- like a confession. I have actually Ooh. never heard this OP because <gasps> so you know how it does be- at the beginning of both episodes, it has the like this is the tale of the seven deadly sins thing. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, narration. Yeah. I just assumed that's what the intro was going to be for every episode. So every time Skip Intro came up, I was like, all right, Skip Intro, Skip Intro, <gasps> Skip Intro. Because there are, so I honestly, when I was doing research for this like three weeks ago, when I was like starting the process of writing everything down for this anime, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is the OP for Seven Deadly Sins. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm glad you were able to find it. And I was like, oh, this is good. And you know what? I had heard it many times because it comes up on like best OPs or like, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I've heard the song a lot on TikTok. Yeah, it's popular oh. for sure. So like when it came up during my research, I was like, oh, because I even like sometimes I'll do like guess the anime OP stuff and it'll be like, this is from Seven Deadly Sins. I was like, maybe that's just not in the English version that I'm watching on Netflix because I mean, we talked about it a little bit with the fact that we did Bryce Pappenbrook. We did watch this in English because mm-hmm. the dub is amazing for this. The sub, Very good. Honestly, I don't think all the sub actors' voices fit the characters. That's just my hot take. Hot I have no, I have no horse in this game because I've only watched the English. So, but I'll take your I word just for assumed it. they didn't have the op in the english version for some reason nope but every episode starts with that like this is a tale of the seven deadly sins so i just assumed that's what it was every time so i just skipped it every time it did frighten me at first because i was like am i gonna have to find a narrator is this the intro okay no there's a song (laughs) thank god (laughs) you know what we do the whole premise of our podcast where Mm. um we're like lauren based off this like what do you think it is right yeah 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 and i've seen like the poster i think i just seen like other seasons post for some for some reason i thought this was like a fantasy high seas type thing like a sinbad thing okay did you just see because the poster the for sinbad <laughs> no. the magi show like there's a there is anime oh, sinbad there's a fantasy series called Magi that, uh, and Sinbad is one of the seasons. There you go. Oh my god. So are we sick. sure you didn't just watch that? The art style, 
pretty similar. I have watched it. It's pretty good. Mm. Well, you know, sins, sin bad. Just sin yeah, bad. I think it, I think Sin's it is bad. bad. <laughs> <laughs> also, no, just like sin bad, such a dumb name. That's just like commandment good, sin bad. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, that's, you know, not everyone could read and write back in the day. So they had to make it really clear. <laughs> Sinbad. I will say I've seen a lot of this show. I, d- I cannot imagine any season that would remotely come to looking like something from the high seas. I think, no, I think it's just literally associated with the color blue. So like there's like a sky behind them and you're like, oh shit, the ocean. Yeah. Oh my God, Sinbad. <laughs> it's so funny though, PJ, when I'm like trying to think back on it, I'm literally taking Meliodas and... And putting him in Karapika's outfit. And I'm just not like, all what? Effemin- not all young, effeminate looking blonde people are Karapika, Skylar. <laughs> Is this a racism? Let's move on to that outro. Maybe that one has some high seas content that Skylar was getting confused about. Honestly. Because uh, the artist is vaguely water sounding. Uh, the song is 7 7 by Flo and Grand Rodeo. Lauren, tell me what you thought of that outro. I really enjoyed it. I liked the the visuals for the outro. I liked seeing the other sins coming into play. And I like that it keeps the same high energy throughout the entire song. It's not your typical, quote unquote, come down after the episode. Like it pushes you on to go on to the next episode, right? Because it's just maintaining it. And it's definitely slower while mm-hmm. still being mm. high energy. Like, yes, because, you know, the beginning is like, but like, you know, it's very like high energy. The intro felt very like fantastical. Like it, it definitely felt like whimsy and like fun. And this mm-hmm. is more of like a like we're getting kicked out of the tavern because we're like fucking blitzed. Yeah, <laughs> like, I can totally see just that. Just partying kind of time. Yeah. yeah, I really love this outro though. It is mm-hmm. a super fun time. Like I would like I would definitely have the OP in an anime playlist. I would have this outro in like. Uh, several other plays like you know it, it just has like a fun energy that i really like yeah. Agreed. i do like the op more though i do want to be clear oh i do well, too. yeah they're the same people that did uh the naruto opening i mean flow has also done an, a naruto opening they're they're anna art you know they're anime artists like they do all this stuff. so is grand rodeo yeah. like uh, naruto has had let me be clear like 52 ops <laughs> but they did the best naruto well opening. yes i mean yes ikimono gakari has done arguably the most famous Naruto OP of all time, which is Bluebird from Naruto Shippuden. It is not my favorite anime OP of all time, but it is definitely in my top three. Wow, top three. That's a high ranking. Which is a high ranking considering there's like a bajillion of them. (laughs) But yeah, that's their OP artists. Our outro artist is also done. Flo also has a Naruto OP. I I even think Grand Rodeo might, but they might not. I think they has done another anime we've done for sure, though. I just yeah. don't have the time to look it up right now. Mm, that's valid. But that said, that is our intro and our outro. So that means it is time to move on to our segment. What modern contemporary artist do you think would have did a good job with these anime intros and outros? Lauren, why don't you tell me who you think would have done a good job with Spectrum of Passion? This was really hard for me this week because I love this intro so much and I couldn't really picture anyone else doing it. But I did try to find a match. My pick doesn't have the same tempo. As the opening, it's a little faster, but I think that Icon for Hire has similar vibes and could do the song justice. I think Icon for Hire is great if you had a mix of the opening and the outro. Like, Mm. it has the genre of the outro with similar enough vocals to the OP. So vocal-wise, killed it. I just wanted to make that comment. I think, like, if the OP and the ED had a baby, Icon for Hire would be the right choice for it. (laughs) It wouldn't be I Cut for Hire, but it would be the right choice for it. Right, right, right. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm not super happy with my choice. Okay. I couldn't find something that I felt really captured this energy, like someone with this energy and vocal range. 
mm-hmm. with this style of music. So I kind of went with someone that this is my favorite segment, which is what modern contemporary artists would do the song if you held a gun to their head. <laughs> because it's very much different style of singing than they typically go with, but it is their range. Okay. And just generally the band, the backing band would have to be very different. But I went with Florence and the Machine, specifically oh. Never Let Me Go. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I see what you mean. Honestly, at the very beginning, I considered Florence and the Machine and her voice, it's just, it's a good pick. Obviously, that's not what I went with. It's my favorite thing that Skylar does in these segments where she tells you, I was thinking of that, but I decided but against then it. I- didn't (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry i'll try to stop no i think it's funny every time it's always like oh yeah i once thought this was a good choice too and then moved on (laughs) no it's more of like uh like oh yeah i definitely like considered them and a lot of times Mm -hmm. it's like i couldn't decide between this person and this person i just went with this person Mm -hmm. because it felt more right for me i really like florence and the machine for this though i agree they would need a different backing but i think they could absolutely do the song justice i agree you definitely need a gun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> damn. Damn. No, I'm oh joking. my god. Skylar's <laughs> fucking savage mode out here today. Holy shit. Oh Sick my god. Thank god this wasn't a jazz op here. I'd be dead. I didn't realize that there was going to be a murder today. Uh, let's see who you went with. That's yeah, so Skylar. Perfect, Skylar. Who did you Sorry. dump Florence in the machine for? <laughs> okay. Okay, so bear with me. It's a band <laughs> called Visions of Atlantis. Oh, they were on my list. I love Visions of Atlantis for this because Visions of Atlantis has that like fantastical epicness to their voice. Absolutely. I, I just wish I could get rid of the male vocalist. <laughs> And then it'd yes. be like 89% of the way there. I think it's like a little gothier, but like mm-hmm. just gothy enough to still match. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, her voice actually fits the range perfectly. Yeah, no, I think that's the closest. Maybe do it less <laughs> mean next time. But yeah, great done. That's kidding. I'm kidding. I'm oh. kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> all right. Well, then let's move on to our outro song. Phenomenal choices all around. So clearly Skylar uh, took a big Stephen jump on everyone yeah. else. Oh. But, uh, <laughs> she took a victory. Uh, so oh, let's move on wow. to our outro. Let's see if we can maybe make it a little more even here. So Lauren, tell me, who did you pick for that outro 7-7? I went for both vocals and vibe. I tried to get something that encapsulated the whole song. So I ultimately landed on Jimmy Eat World. Oh, okay. I absolutely love Jimmy Eat World. And I think they are exactly the right genre for this. Mm-hmm. But I yes, think I they're... Adjacent. They're in the same playlist, but, but they're not, not the song. Sure. But I, I think yeah. you've got the vibe yes. stunning. The vibe matches. It's it's a good time. I love it. If the guitar had a higher vocals, was it higher notes? Higher range. <laughs> there we go. Yes. If the guitars were just played like in a higher range or something, I think mm-hmm. it would have been perfect. They're See, my issue is the, the way vocals. They sing. I don't think the vocals match enough. No, like the vocals don't match, but the cadence and the style that they sing does. Mm-hmm. Like so, like what you said, I guess it is just the vibe. So then, who would you guys go with? I think I have the best answer, so I'm gonna let's gotta go first. Okay. Ooh, I'm no, because so I'm not that confident with my answer. So this is perfect. I love this. Um, I went with Halifax specifically their song Sydney. I think Halifax is a phenomenal choice, Skylar. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. I think you should have had full confidence in this. Agreed. Yeah, I, I think, think it fits because- well. I feel like I spent so much time trying to remember uh, the band I was looking for for the intro mm-hmm. that uh, when I came upon this, it only took like a couple of minutes. And I was like, that doesn't That can't fit. be right. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough effort. I couldn't have found them that quickly. I think uh, Halifax is maybe just slightly rockier than this. But like other than that, vocals are great. Vibe is mm-hmm. great. It's more rock, but total vibe match for sure. Absolutely. They would kill it. All right, then, Peach, take us home. Yes, so, Peach. Um, I, I personally think this is a great choice. If you guys don't, that is totally fine. Because I do We're think wrong, but Halifax has like shot my confidence a little bit because Halifax is a phenomenal choice. Mm-hmm. I went with Sum 41, specifically the Hell Sock. PJ? I really like them Let as me a choice. Oh. Oh. tell you about the journey that I went on earlier Are you today. about to tell me, oh, I also thought about Sub 41, and then no, I realized Halifax I was, trying... was a better choice? I Okay, no, no, no. 
I was trying to remember this song, and in my head, I kept going like, oh, it's The Offspring. And so I was listening to The Offspring, and I was like, oh, you gotta go far, kid. And I was just like, this isn't what I want. It's because in my head, it was fucking this song, which I've made an AMV to back in the day, Lauren. Oh. <laughs> this is one of my favorite Sum 41 songs. Mm-hmm. And I literally was just like listening to You Gotta Go Far, kid. I was like, this isn't it. What the fuck? And then I just like moved on to something different. So I was trying to get to this song and I could not remember it. <laughs> I'll take that as an absolute win then. On yeah. this I'll take that. As, this is the inverse of Skylar being like, this is what I thought of first. And then I changed my mind. This is Skylar being like, oh, this is what I was trying to remember. But I couldn't find it. I will I also remember. say I like that Skylar has rewritten You're Gonna Go Far Kid to You Gotta, you gotta Go Far Kid. So now it's less <laughs> inspiring and uh, more demanding. You have to go so far, kid. <laughs> you have so much work to do, kid. Fun fact, the chorus for that song, I did think it was, when I first heard it, I didn't know the lyrics were, you're going to go far, kid. I first, I just thought it was like a really weird way of saying, you're going to say fuck it. You're like, going to say fuck it. Oh, my fucking God. All right. Well, uh, phenomenal choices all around. A little pop hug playlist we've got going here. But yeah, I liked all of those choices for the intro and the outro. Totally a fun time, which means that it's the end of our music time as we take a quick break to show Lauren some additional clips, some additional contacts, and see how far she's willing to go with the seven deadly sins. Stay tuned. All right, we're back. We had learned to watch some additional clips, some additional context, and see some additional sins. Some of them deadly. Maybe about seven of them. Hmm. All right, Lauren. So tell me. This episode, we've talked about the seven deadly sins, both in the nature of the show and as a concept themselves, right? We Mm. talked about the, the sin of lust, wrath, envy, greed, etc. And I think each of us kind of, you know, while they might be considered like the truest sins, right? I think they're something that all of us as society fall to once in a while. We have felt greed or uh, envy or gluttony once in a while, right? Right. But what I think I feel is strongest right now is greed at you for getting to watch this anime again for the first time if you so choose (laughs) so i had to find out how strong that greed is by asking you the question lauren will you keep watching the seven deadly sins you know even taking into account that the animation style changes um midway through the show the story is very compelling and uh the characters are all very well developed uh i yeah absolutely i will continue watching this very greedily myself <laughs> absolutely boo. love it good <laughs> food that's fine uh, i yeah i love this anime for what it is for what it was uh, i definitely had a phenomenal time watching season one uh the first time i watched it binged through it so i'm glad that uh, it's hooking you in the same way it hooked me and that we have a kawaii success in the book yay first one of the month yay. skylar i'm assuming you the same yes definitely i shall you shall do it watch it continue (laughs) all right well let's talk about clearly you guys like the anime tell me did you guys end up with a favorite character either from the episodes or through seeing the additional sins and other characters in the context you know what pj i did and it is fun (laughs) yeah bon was um he was really fun he's very charming yes he would be Dane's favorite character. Yes, silver-haired Bond. Uh, is he your favorite too, Lauren? Yeah, God, you know, when I saw him, I was like, ooh, you're so cool. But I just, I don't know what it is about Meliodas. I'm such a slut for someone who's so competent at what they do. <laughs> and he is just so fucking good. <laughs> God, I absolutely love that. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't love being a slut for competency? Honestly, I mean, he's just so <laughs> fucking, he's so fucking good at what he does. You can see why he's so powerful, why he's the captain of the Seven yeah. Deadly Sins. Yeah. Right. Who's your favorite? You've seen all of this, right? I it, Yes. It's hard because, you know, they change in and out. Um, I, I do think my favorite character is Bon. Mm. Bon is a phenomenal character. His love story with Elaine is very beautiful. Um, I will say, just kind of 
putting this out there for for the people out there who might have this thought. I do know that there's a lot of controversy with Bon and Elaine's relationship because it falls into this thing that happens a lot in fantasy anime specifically where you do have these characters who are like 900 years old but do kind of look like children. Mm-hmm. And that is Elaine. Elaine is a fairy queen, a fairy queen, so she looks very young uh she is several hundred years old but people do get weirded out looking at art of elaine and bond being in love because it looks like this old grown man with his child Mm -hmm. okay i understand that controversy i think if you take it for fully from a story perspective though their romance is very beautiful Mm -hmm. and i i love their story but that aside i just love bond as a character he's a cocky asshole with a charming devilish smile you got you just gotta love it you always love that it's the same thing with twilight right Edward is like hella old, but it's okay. But honestly, it's not the same thing as Twilight because is I don't think Bond is a child. Yeah, Bond is an adult, and she's just eternal. Yeah, well, and he's technically eternal too now. Yes, very much so. He Mm -hmm. is immortal. All right, sluts for competency, (laughs) controversial romantic takes aside. We have a kawaii success in the book and there's only one thing left to do Mm, it's time for is there an amv for that all right lauren and skylar yay you both know the rules i hope we didn't choose the same one you both know the rules so lauren why don't you kick us off give me a song and artist for seven deadly sins okay so i went for um a specific cover of an older song so uh, i think my chances are even slimmer but i went with everybody wants to rule the world by lord Ooh. yeah i uh even a smaller chance of getting this one right, but I think it fits the vibe. All right, Lauren. Mm. You picked mm. Lord, uh, which was a risky bet mm-hmm. because it could le- it could mean that the original would be there, but not Lord's version. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But fuck that idea. There's like several with Lord's version. Oh. Three points in the book. <laughs> Hell yeah. Wow. I'm on the same wavelength as these people. That's amazing. Honestly, I've I've clicked the top three so far. All of them have been Lord's version. Oh my god! Good. Oh my god! Good. I mean, it fits uh, Tears so for Fear well. is somewhere crying right now. <laughs> they got the tears, and they are in the fear. So they are because um, Lord has. Yeah, look at her. I'm like seven down. Still no Tears for Fear. <laughs> Oh so, my god. Yeah, you totally killed it. I honestly would have never picked this and I also would have never thought to go with Lords over Tears for Fears, but you took a gamble and your gamble paid off. Wow. Let's see if Skylar's gamble pays off. <laughs> Skylar, who did you pick? Um, it's very possible it's not there, but I just thought it'd be funny. <laughs> Everybody wants to the world by Tears for Fears. <laughs> Damn it, we went, we did go with same the same song, one. different artist. I went with um, I Write Sins, but not Tragedies. I considered that one because of like what, the what? sins I just aspect. want to be clear. Where did the butt come from? But what? You said I Write Sins, but not Tragedy. Yeah, it's just I it's Write Sins, It's like a different song I've never heard of. <laughs> it's the I cover. Sins, not Tragedy. She also by chose Lord. the cover. Yeah, by Lord. <laughs> Well, to be fair, Skylar didn't say which artist, so it could be Lord. <laughs> My pick. She wrote, uh, I will say, Skylar, unfortunately, uh, zero points, because there's no AMV for a song called Iritsons, but not Tragedies. Oh, not tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I missed it by that much. But I can give you half a point, because there is uh, several AMVs the song i write sins not tragedies <laughs> you know i will unfortunately have to give you full points because they themselves almost every single person has made an av to this just called it sins not tragedies oh my <laughs> so god they forgot the i write you added a butt no but one knows the title of this song <laughs> if we're just being honest you get a full three points for that one sky yay good job skylar but i agree with lauren apparently no one knows the name of this song including skylar <laughs> including who skylar. has probably listened to the entirety of a fever you can't sweat out more times than anyone on this earth <laughs> <laughs> all right well two three point performances in the whoop, book whoop, 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 whoop. including a risky gamble mm. uh that's the line to the pride right there <laughs> Thinking that you were going to get it regardless. Damn, but look at me. it paid off just like Mighty Escanor would allow to. 
<laughs> but let's see if your pride carries through mm. because... It's time for the super secret, not so secret bonus point. Do you think there will be an AMV for the seven deadly sins to Evanescence bring me to life? All right, Lauren, pressure's on. Considering we have some immortal characters and there's a lot of fighting, I'm I'm going to say yes, it does exist. Picking immortal characters is honestly hard because they don't need to be brought to life. They will never they will never die. No, but they want the people around them who aren't immortal to be brought back to life. This right. is fair. Um if that was simply your logic, you'd be wrong based on the content. But overall, you'd be right because of course there are uh, several AMVs to the Seven Deadly Sins to Evanescence Bring Me to Life. Yay! There are a lot of dead characters in this show that people do want brought back to life. So dead. <laughs> so dead. Oh my god. R.I.P. So that puts us at a solid four points for the episode. Oh. You absolutely love to see it paired with a kawaii success. What more could you ask for here as we kick off Fantasy Month? This was my fantasy. Oh, Ooh. was getting full points in a Kawaii success? Of course. Always Hell yeah. Uh, glad I was able to deliver. Skylar too, because she also brought in a three-pointer. <laughs> Almost didn't, though. <laughs> <laughs> Via vocal typo? Via vocal typo. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we often ask, where did Lauren get that extra N in Inunasha? But we now also ask, where did Skylar get that get butt? butt? And I write right, some such tragedies. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, PJ will have one. <laughs> but yes, absolutely love it. I'm glad that you took this journey with us, Lauren, as always. Thank you for introducing me to all of the deadly sins. It was an adventure. Mm-hmm. An adventure, but most importantly, a fantasy. As we <laughs> wrap up our first anime fantasy month, I hope you had a good time. But more importantly, I hope our listeners had a good time, a fun time, a wrathful time, a lustful time, a greedy time, a the other four that I have given up on this bit for time. Prideful time? I just Aww. gave up. It wasn't about forgetting them. <laughs> it's a That's a lot of sins to cover in a wrap up. Give up kind of time. But until next time, we hope your wait isn't a kawaii disappointment. I've been PJ. I'm Skylar. I'm Lauren. Sin is in. <laughs> keep Bye. it in. Keep on, keep on, keep on sinning. <laughs>